Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uninstalled Podcast. As always, I am your medieval host, Tyler. Here, uh, here. Uh, that was Christian. That is me. Vincent. Hi. And Justin. Hello. How's everyone today? Feeling Renaissance manish. I feel that. Is that because you guys went to the Renaissance Fair? That is exact, <laughs> that, that is a, per, particularly the exact reason. It yeah, was really. Funny. Um, for anyone that doesn't live under a rock, it is Renaissance season uh, in Ohio. And if you have never been to the Ren Fair, you need to go at least once. I'm trying to figure out what you went as. You kind of look like a, a peasant. You <laughs> look like, yeah, you yeah. look like Indiana Jones and Elton John. Put together. Is that if that's what a peasant looks like? Then that's exactly <laughs> right. I think you kind of just got that exactly. Yeah. Um. I had. I, I also had a leather jacket, but I put it in the car because I get uncomfortably hot very quickly. Yeah. And the hotter I get, the angrier I get. And the leather no one jacket. Likes an angry Tyler. The so. leather jacket completed the look. I think. Yes. No. It was. It was really nice to have on. And like for pictures and stuff, I made sure I had it on. Yeah. But I just like while we were walking around, I just needed to take it off just to relax and chill out. But, um, get to hold a falcon. Oh, That's dude, it was fucking, fucking sick. Cool. Yes, it was pretty cool. They, we, we also watched... Go ahead, Vincent. Oh, I didn't ask if you just tried to punch somebody and say Falcon Punch. <laughs> Falcon Lunch! <laughs> um, no, um, it was a... I'm not sure what kind of Falcon it was, but um, we, we were going to hold a, the Eurasian Eagle Owl, but it was $10. The largest, the largest yeah. species of owl in the world. Well, hold it and take pictures and stuff. Shit was fucking like nine. She said it grows to like nine so pounds. So an adult female can weigh up to nine pounds. It's fucking crazy. Imagine a... a like, it was like this tall, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jeez. Well, that's kind of hard to quantify in radio. But, like, <laughs> so like what? Like three Looking or four? Three, three, and three and a half feet. Yeah, pretty tall. Yeah, it's between two to three feet. Three or four. Four feet is like here. It was pretty fucking so big. So that's that'd, that'd be a big that's bird. It's actually my ex. Anyway, um, <laughs> but six foot wingspan, they're pretty cool. But I, I can't remember what I, I got a picture with. It was it looked similar to a um, a red tailed hawk, but it wasn't. Um, but we also also watched a falconry show that was tight. in which Christian almost got a haircut from a the falcon. falcon like was flying super fucking low and it was like diagonally coming across the crowd. I thought it was just gonna do like a straight line, so I was like out of danger. But that shit was like straight at my face like it just like dive bomb like right above my hair dude that's awesome. it's crazy it's pretty sick it's um fun. we watched uh the eagle owl or not the eagle owl he didn't go after anything but like the hawks like went after like remote controlled cars and stuff the remote so control cool. rabbits dude and then it was like murdering it it was like yes. oh my god <laughs> it was fucking sick got to hold um a kukri i held a held a kukri which is like a, basically a badass machete looking thing Oh, okay. It's like some weeb shit. Yeah, yeah. We watched an insult show, which was lit. That was probably my favorite part. This dude was named Christoph the Insulter. Yeah. He... You basically was, pay him to You pay him, people. like, 40 bucks, and he just, like, roasts your friends, like, right there. They were gonna pay to roast me, but he had, like, enough people it volunteer. It that fast. They were just like, alright, done. No one <laughs> else gets roasted, because it was, like, that... Like that but the, the last roast, basically, they're like, they call this like the final act. The grand finale. The grand finale. And he took like more donations, and the more donations he got, the worse the roast was. He got like almost $700. Jesus Christ. Jesus. He said his record breaker was like, I think, 1150 Yeah. Like he made over $1,000 to like roast one person in Louisiana. That was like his joke. It was like, yeah. Louisiana. Like, and that, know person, that person then became the Joker. Yep. <laughs> basically. But Sad that was a lot of, of fun. Um, and he got some more. Potion bottles. Um, I don't think we really bought like any 
I just really ate and drank a lot. Was, I, that's kind of how Renfest. I was gonna say that's that sounds like the Renaissance. <laughs> that's how it was. Most, I think, I feel like a lot of people just go for the atmosphere. Like some, it's so like, cool to walk around. Yeah, like you go down. I mean, we saw so many people with cool badass armor. That's just like that makes me want to make that. It gives me goosebumps thinking about yep. some of the armor sets, dude. Like they were fucking sick. Like full on like leather or like plate and chain. Like oh, yeah, so it, jealous. It, it was really really cool. But you went to Gatlinburg. I did. I did go to Gatlinburg. Um, uh, we left Friday morning, uh, drove down to Gatlinburg, and I'm trying, like, for anyone who's not been to Gatlinburg, I could explain it, but I feel like, uh, at least everyone's been to Gatlinburg once in their life. At, at least from this area. Yeah, at, at least from Ohio. I Have you ever like, been to Gatlinburg? I don't think so. Really? But he's from northern Ohio. Southern Ohio, I feel like it's not as big of a deal. Like, hey, you want to go to Gatlinburg? Like, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. it's like five I, hours. I feel like it's the like the most common getaway around here. Yeah, I mean, there's Gatlinburg. I mean, honestly, like another place for people to go around here is North. Yeah, like you'll go to, up to to Columbus, like Cedar uh, Point. Yeah, like you yeah. know, you just there's not a whole or Hocking lot. Hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not a, there's not a whole lot really going on down here. But you enjoyed yourself? Yeah, no, it was it was a really good time actually. Um, just did a lot of walking. I did a lot of eating did stuff you guys hike? I shouldn't have. No, we did not have the chance to hike. So I needed. I have not had my hiking fix yet this year. So I might have to go to Yellow Springs. We we're just talking about going to Yellow Springs. Dead ass. I, I think we're going dead ass on, on Tuesday. Wait, didn't you just go? Yeah, but like we went, we went and bought a bunch of stuff from Yellow Springs. They just want to go to Young's Dairy. Oh yeah, yeah up yeah. there. But I mean, if if we were to go and like those cheese curds, oof, you know, I, I've never good. actually eaten there. Oh man, I've only ever gotten their ice cream. Missing out. Um, I love cheese curds. Cheese curds are the best. What's better than like a chunk of cheese oh. deep fried? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> deep fried. My bad. It's even better. I understood. I misunderstood. Justin, it's uh, Liddy. You're the only one that hasn't done anything interesting. I'm assuming. I I have not. No, I spent. I literally just got out of bed. Uh, for this podcast, because <laughs> I've been in bed playing Fire Emblem all day, and best game. Oh, it's so good, so complicated though. I I haven't played a Fire Emblem since like back on the DS. So like diving into this, I am like, holy crap! There's a whole lot to like. It's almost too much, it's but so much. I think I read that you can put over 200 hours into like one house. Yeah, and you're like still. That's just like beating the game. So like. I, I'm not even, like, halfway done, I don't think. And i put so many fucking hours into that game. I, I need to get it. Yeah. It's super fun. I haven't actually played a game on my Switch, like, fully all the way through yet, so... What, what time is it now here? 7 o'clock, so I should be in bed in 30 minutes because I have a 14-hour day tomorrow. <laughs> well, that oh sucks because we have another, uh, what is it, 54 minutes to record. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that sucks. Ha <laughs> ha. But to go ahead and segue us over into other things that suck, Vincent, you yes. prepared us uh, what appears to be someone... Chat uh, and water. It's chunky. Yes. So um, on my way back, I got myself some wine, which should not be a surprise. I'm a big fan of alcohol. So <laughs> I, uh, my man. Uh, hot damn. So it is uh, the apple pie from it is Tennessee homemade wine. Um, that's the name of the company too. And I did that wine with applesauce. Uh, this is unsweetened applesauce. Good. I was who I was, eats un- unsweetened applesauce? People um, Nazis. who that hate themselves. Yeah, like someone who does not have a heart. So Nazis actually is a very good. 
You know, <laughs> to answer your question, this was Courtney's applesauce. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, so there's that. I, I guess we learned something new I, about Courtney today. I regret nothing that was said. I didn't know that, and I feel terrible. <laughs> so, all right, well, all right, gentlemen, let's go ahead. And, and I'm going to call this shot the uh, the juice box. The, the juice okay. box. Okay, I yeah. like that. Juicy juice? Juicy juice, yeah. What the juice? Chunky call, juice. Call like a Capri Sun because all the chunks they get out of the bottom right. of those Let's bags. go ahead and cheers it. I all feel right. like it's not even Cheers, that gentlemen. Honestly, that wasn't bad at all. Just tastes like chunky wine. Yeah. Like really sweet, of yummy the, chunky wine. It's like wine with pulp. It, it, it literally, Actually, yeah. yeah. I genuinely chunky feel wine. like, so besides the shot that Justin and I did... Um, that sour whatever berry or watermelon shot. This was the next best thing. Oh, I've absolutely! Had. The the shit that he has made up to this point has been just awful. Well, just be be happy that I didn't have time to go home because I had to think of this on the spot, and and I was gonna make it worse for you guys, and I was gonna have us um, put cinnamon and nutmeg in our mouths and then drink the wine after. Um, I think I feel like I could have done that. I I love it's like cinnamon. the cinnamon challenge though. Yeah. What's that shit you drink at Christmas? Is it mold wine where it's like it's got like the cinnamon? No, it's like it's like hot wine that you like boil. And yeah, you know, yeah, like, that's mold wine. That's that kind of reminds me of yep, that. That if is you mold like nutmeg wine. and shit. And guess what? You know what's happening for Christmas? Uh, mold wine with a kick. Oh, and by kick, I mean I'm gonna see if I can make one with habanero peppers. If it's more Louisiana hot sauce, I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we still have like three fourths of a bottle over there, so I plan on using it. So, Actually, that shot wasn't too bad last episode. I was not. T- like terribly like I thought it was going to be way worse yeah. too, man. it looked way worse <laughs> yeah that shit looked disgusting <laughs> but it was not bad it just came it was like spicy just whatever what was it like so blueberry to segue us <laughs> again um and actually a really good a really good segue to this is you know Vincent has a lot of different choices to make you know he, he <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll sit down in a chair and be like what can I do to physically harm my friends <laughs> and make them hate me um, and you can do that in a lot of video games, I feel. You, know, you, sit, you, you sit down, you make choices to make these, these characters hate you, and or love you, uh, depending on your play style. And what kind of game that typically can you do that in, gentlemen? Would that be an RPG, Tyler? That would be an RPG. I, I was going to say a shooter. I was going to say a <laughs> dating sim. Like, like, the, K, uh, the KFC, what is that shit? The KFC guy has like, his own dating like sim. Something like something oh like Made by KFC. Date the Colonel. Yeah, I think is what it is. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a real thing. But yeah, we're going to talk about RPGs today. Um, it is something that is near and dear to all of our hearts yes. in, in some regard. I feel like it's the game that we can almost like talk to. Like the style of game, rather. Um, if you don't know what an RPG is, you're an idiot. Um, That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> any listener who's like, my grandma is listening right now. And she's like... Oh my god, I'm an idiot? <laughs> and they should call you by the wrong name. <laughs> Wesley! Um, RPG stands for role-playing game. Uh, yes. For the few who don't know what it is. I'm glad you got your notes for that. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got... <laughs> Dang, he's about to give a lecture I've over here. i got some notes. <laughs> he's, he's always the one that writes everything down. But yes, RPG, role-playing game. What does that mean to you guys? What does role-playing game mean to you, Christian? I mean, it's kind of as the name suggests, you play a role in the story or the world of the game. You guys kind of did that today a little bit. Yeah. Somewhat played a role of medieval shenanigan types, I guess. Medieval shenanigan types, I like that. I mean, for me personally, I would say it's any game where you're inserted into a world um, and you have to make, like you said, choices 
and those choices impact the world around you. So how far back would you say role-playing might, well, recorded role-playing might go? Well, hold on now. That's that's a very broad question because role playing, keeping it out of the bedroom. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well I, I was gonna that. I, I'm not gonna I will now. say Never RPGing. Mind. Okay. I was gonna say because LARPing is technically considered a type of role playing. Yep. And that has gone on for a very long time. I think in terms of like what we know as role playing, I would say it starts with tolkien's universe because that's like the basis of D D and like all the role-playing games around that you know what i mean like a lot of role-playing games draw from D. well another another good thing is like our a, a topic on role-playing is like civil war reenactments mm-hmm. oh true they are they that. are technically like it's not a game to them you know what i mean like this is a reenactment it's a historical reenactment but at the same time <clears throat> the concept of it is a role being played <coughs> yeah you know what i mean and I feel like you can go back, like in any drama, like uh, theater. Theater is a role play. I was actually about to ask yeah, you, yeah. who would you yeah, guys yeah, consider yeah. theater being role playing? Because I mean, it it really is. It's and depending on the story, it really is taking real characters. But I'm yeah. assuming you had a more like yeah, there was more, <laughs> more, <laughs> more <laughs> of a pinpoint answer for you, Justin. Yeah, you guys kind of fucked that up. <laughs> so apparently, role playing the role playing game. Uh, started in like the 1920s, there was a group of guys who would go around New York playing as assassins, and they would kind of do the finger guns. Oh no! And <laughs> pull the trigger and kill people. Really? Yeah. So that's that's uh, where it kind of started for the gaming part of it. That that's, that sounds like the first version of a LARP. Or, yeah. Assassin's yeah. or Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that was like the original people from who's the company that makes them again? Bethesda? Uh, not Bethesda. Who makes Assassin's Creed? Oh, that's uh that's Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Oh. That's how Ubisoft started. It was a bunch of dudes like in white cloaks walking around New York, <laughs> like bang, 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 bang. I just feel like for that time, like what a dangerous game to play. Right, because that's, that's when people were actually being killed by gangs. There was real yeah. New York like, like, real gangsters <laughs> yeah. back then. That's, that just well, maybe people risky. took them more seriously. Maybe they were like, maybe they were. I mean, in, in all honesty, it's probably one of the more genuine forms of it, where like they were literally playing as, like, if they were walking around pretending to shoot people in a group, they were essentially a gang. You know what I mean? Like they were literally playing a role of a gang. Oh, nerds! So a yeah. bunch of losers. People still do that in games today, though. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. You're pretty much playing a gangster and robbing people and stealing cars. I mean, yeah, shooting yeah, hookers. Absolutely. Same same Sleep- era of. Crime, I guess. Pick up the hooker, sleep with the hooker, pay the hooker, kill the hooker, get, get your, your money, money back. back. <laughs> Why are you talking about my weekend? Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, this so, took a dark turn. <laughs> so we touched on we touched on some things that make RPGs like really important to us. Great stories, like fleshed out, full full bodied stories, a character attachment. People get really attached to your characters as you play because a lot of these games, especially modern games, Hundreds of hours can go into these things. Very immersive. Mm-hmm. Uh, decision making and repercussions, like from the decision making, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that was huge. And apparently, uh, that's, well, I'll get there later. But 1970s, uh, actually 1970, I believe, uh, D&D, Tyler, that was the the... The foundation to yep. Gary Gygax founded either uh, AD and D or just right. It was just called Dungeons and Dragons. It's really interesting as I was doing research on it the other day, and it started. Gary Gygax worked with someone else on something called Chainmail, and I it was for uh, like a tabletop, uh, the war sim, like the um, like 
Warhammer 40k and stuff mm. like that, like the people that where they have like tables full of shit. Yeah, that's that's what Chainmail was, and then they started another game called a fantasy a fantasy game. The fantasy game is what it was called, um, which was the the original foundations, and I'm sure probably based off of Tolkien's work. And then Gary Gygax came out with Dungeons and Dragons. So yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, you're only limited by your imagination, and I guess your DM's shitty rules. <laughs> But huh. it's considered the architect of D&D. Started, like, in the 1970, you would mm-hmm. know, somewhere around then. Um, after that, there it started to dive into, like, really early computers. There was a text-based RPG called Zork. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of Zork. Yeah, yeah a lot, it's, like, it's one of those, like, cult classics. And apparently Zork is played where you just type actions. You type your commands, yeah. Yeah, and and try to get to the end of the game. And for every command you type, there's like a, a an effect. Like, right. drop the knife. And it's like, you drop, you the, drop knife. the knife. Yeah, and yeah. people like put in all these inputs and try to find the end of the game. Uh, that, that was like the first example of the whole decision-making slash repercussions. And that was like 1980. Yeah, maybe a little before that. that. I know nothing. I know of Zork. I don't know when it was made. <laughs> Fun right. fact: you can find the full Zork game in Call of Duty Black Ops. Really? If you get out of the chair oh, and walk right. over to a computer, you can enter in a code and you can play the full Zork. It's pretty fucking. I did cool. not know. Yeah, that. Like it's like a weird, like a really weird Easter egg that, like, when you said that, I was like, "Fuck, I forgot you could do that." But yeah, I, it's pretty was, cool. There was a couple games where they had like little arcade games built in. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like the full ass game. Yeah. And it was like super comp. I like didn't know how to play it. I was like, how the fuck do you That's do really this? Cool. <laughs> but I, what I find it really interesting is like, not just necessarily saying that Zork, you know, paved the way for how RPGs are currently made, but like. That's it's it really is because basically it was like that's how it started. It was like almost like a book in comparison to the games that we have now. Also, D and D was pen and paper, right? Like again, you're you're only limited by your imagination. Zork was it put the pen and paper part into like a a bit more a keyboard, visual, essentially, yeah, a bit more visual thing on a computer screen. Uh, after that, you had it. You have them start diving into consoles. The the NES which took everything D&D had uh, with, like, Final Fantasy. And instead of having to imagine everything like you do in D&D, it takes your imagination and then, like, puts it in artwork. Right. It's like, so cool. It gives love... you an actual physical picture to play on. Which, what I... So, something else really interesting about D&D is, you know, you said pen and paper, and it's, it is all, like, really limited by your imagination. But now, like, with 5th edition... Um, not to say that other editions didn't have this much stuff, but, like, minis. Minis and maps. And, you know, there's so many resources that you can use to really help bring, like, physical, like, a physicality to your game. And that's honestly, like, if, if I mean, these guys probably know, but, like, I love minis. And I, it's taken a lot of uh, self-control not to go out and buy, like, bricks upon bricks of minis. Just to like overstock my connection, like oh, we need an ogre for this. Well, shit, I got three. Right. <laughs> like, it, it it's not not necessarily like that you can't imagine it, but it helps to actually be able to visualize what you're looking at. Sure. Yeah, especially when you have to make decisions. If you say, oh, there's um, a door in front of you, you know, it looks. If someone just says there's a door in front of you, 
and you open it and there's repercussions and stuff. You don't know because I didn't say the door looked menacing or anything like that. If I'm actually able to put a prop out that looks like an angry door, you know, the best I can describe yeah, it. You know something, what I mean? Yeah, something full of splinters with, like, vines growing on it Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't want to open you know, that. It, it really, I don't know. It's between, like, old school D&D and, and Zork and stuff, like, and then jumping to, like, Final Fantasy, the concept of having, like, something to actually look at, a, represent, a representation of your ideas, I feel like it just, that's kind of what thrusts RPGs more out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Final Fantasy was, like, such a big hit on NES, it, it, it spawned, like, uh, Ultima, which was the first game to use, like, tile-based graphics, uh... It was the first game that was like party based, actually, hmm. and huh. included like time travel and things like that. Right after that, a game called Wizardry, which was more like uh, a lot closer to D and D than Ultima or Final <laughs> Fantasy were. It just kind of built off of like the really basic classes, like you had wizard, fighter, and probably maybe rogue. Yeah, or maybe something like that. So they they included some more classes and was the first game to have, like, command-driven uh, uh, battles. Hmm. So, like, you know, kind of like the turn-based stuff where you look on a screen and you have, like, fight, run, mm-hmm. uh, item, stuff like that. Uh, and then the probably the biggest hit of that time followed was Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. It, would, it kind of took... That makes sense. It took all, of, all three of those games, Final Fantasy, Ultima, and Wizardry... And kind of like Smooth meshed time. it into this complete product, I guess you could say. So, if you, what are your guys' like, like, what are your favorite old school RPGs? Ooh. From that list, I mean, not necessarily from that list, just any, any, any of them that you would consider not modern, if that makes sense. I mean, the old uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like digital games, I don't know if you guys have ever played those from like the early 90s on like floppy disks. My dad, my I dad used to play those all the time, and they're so fucking cool. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank on one that I played. Uh, I had it on Steam. I cannot remember the name of it. What though. a D and D. It game? was. It was a. It wasn't from Wizards of the Coast or something like that. But it was everything was like based on roles, <laughs> and I cannot. Oh, uh, Neverwinter Nights. Oh, okay. that's oh, a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great game. Yeah. That was like kind of. I guess you could say that was my introduction to D and D without me knowing that it was D and D. Right. That one's a little more modern though. Yeah. Like these ones were like very basic, like sprite based graphics. Mm-hmm. Like the map was tiled out. Um, like combat was very D and D focused. Like you would attack with rolls, and like you'd get lots of misses based on your rolls. Yeah. Um. I mean, the one that I remember specifically, I think it was called Dark Sun. It was just like this campaign. And you're you're basically like a gladiator, and you escape like the gladiator ring, and like travel this like wasteland. But it was like within the D and D universe, like it's an oh. official D and D campaign. Oh wow! It was that, and then there was well, there the, is the Dark Sun setting. Dark Sun was yeah, that's based yeah. off of that digital game. And then the other one I remember playing is Pool of Radiance, and that was more like a classic D and D. It was pretty cool. Like I remember my dad would like make the party, and like me and my brother would be in the party. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it was that sick. Is, that is that's pretty cool. cool. And then when, yeah. when, when one of you guys died. Well, that, that was one of the horrific. reasons I wanted to play D&D, like, as an adult. I was like, I remember all this shit as a kid, and it was so cool, but, like, I had never actually played the game itself. Right. Yeah, so. right. But on the list, I mean, the OG Final Fantasies, a lot of them were in Japan only, but they remade them Western. Yeah. 
and like one, two, four, and six are like some of my favorite RPGs ever, dude. So like they're sk- so fucking good. Like you skipped three. I am not a huge fan of three. So it's it yeah. didn't really three and five are kind of written off by fans. I don't know. For me personally, I just like the other stories better. Um, well, I, I I just wanted Vincent to touch like. I wanted Vincent to chip into the con the conversation here. Oh no, yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I, I didn't know what your favorite game was. I mean, I would say I'm I'm with Christian on this one. I love Final Fantasies. So Final Fantasy three uh, actually was it started um, job systems. It was like the, the first game to have job systems, which almost every RPG up till now includes. So that was like a big staple. And so, was it not well received? Well, the thing about 3, they had classes in Final Fantasy 1. It was, like, really basic stuff. It was, like, warrior, thief, black mage, white mage, um, monk, and I think red mage. Mm-hmm. And then 2, they completely got rid of the class system, and it was, like, you can make your characters do whatever you want. Like, you yep. just, they train up based on how they attack and, like, how they use magic. So that's, like, what you give them is what they're good at. Mm. And then in 3, they kind of went back, like you were saying, to the, the class system, but it was a job system where you could swap jobs. All Like, anyone could do any job. So, like, if you want a blue mage, but then you want to change them to, like, a dragoon, you could, like, switch it anytime. Yeah. But you had to, like, earn the classes for each of your characters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but some people thought that was too complicated. I think that might be why it was, like... Not as well received. Yeah. Yeah, I do that accidentally in Final Fantasy X all the yeah. time because of the sphere grid. I feel that. Like, you can get lost in someone else's... Like, you can, like, venture into other people's sphere grids yep. without knowing it. Yep. And then, like... See, I've never played Final Fantasy X. Oh, that's a good man. one. Ten is, like... It's up there. One. It's pretty fucking oh, good. So good. <laughs> see, one of, see, one of my, like... Not necessarily old-school RPGs that I love to play, but it was something called Dragon Quest Warriors... And it was for the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. And basically, all it was, it was very Dragon Quest-y. But the big thing about it was, you could tame monsters. And oh. anyone that knows me, I'm all about having animal companions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just so cool, because there was like these, you know, these... Like, like Weird Panther! Slime Man! Yeah. Mummy Boy! Boy! And it was like, you could defeat them, and then like you'd have a chance for them to like drop loot... Um, which I also think is a very big thing with RPGs. Yep. And um, Ooh, Diablo. Yeah. But like certain thing, certain creatures, like they would like drop the themselves if that made sense, and I and that's how you would tame them. So that's like of all the old school games that I played, like I think that's one of the RPGs that stuck with me the most. What about Chrono Trigger? That's Chrono a really. Trigger good game. I've never that, played that. That is yeah. such a good RPG. Oh, it's amazing. That was one of the better ones, in my opinion. And, an, and, and then it followed up by Chrono Cross, which oh yeah, yeah that not was a fan. well. And another good uh, RPG, at least I consider it an RPG, is Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and that's honestly like one that I like. I don't know anyone that didn't play. I mean, I know some people that didn't play the old Pokemon games, but at the same time, like the people that played it, have like vivid memories of like how horrific it could be and how brutal like the, the game was very cutesy but mm-hmm. at the same time it was just like going into your first gym uh, to fight brock with your charmander You're like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. scratching <laughs> rocks bro <laughs> yeah exactly ember's not doing anything <laughs> fuck um gotta get that squirtle with the bubble boy that's right yeah so you mentioned pokemon which goes a little bit after what i'm gonna touch on but it kind of rolls right into that so like after 
the NES and the SNES, we sort of get into the late 90s-ish, and uh, CD-based RPGs came out. And the technology of CDs alone like allowed for these bigger universes, more expansive things to explore. You had like the OG Fallout uh, came oh, out. Yeah. Oh. yeah, something totally new. And then like a complete left turn from like what most people call RPGs or most people think of as RPGs. You had like Deus Ex, okay. which was a it was a first person shooter RPG, which when I think of RPG, I don't. That's not where right. I go. Yeah. I, it's not my first guess, but it's definitely there. And then after that, you do you roll into Pokemon. Like yep. probably, I would dare say the most popular RPG. Just I don't think anything because everyone's played it. Right. I don't know if anything's. I mean, I definitely think. So first off, I feel like Japan. Has a good hold on RPGs. They have pretty oh. much the hold. Yeah, yeah like they, <laughs> they, they they just constantly <laughs> are churning well, out. They have like, their own division, like, like JRPGs. They have multiple flagship, yeah. like multiple flagship franchises in Japan. Like it's insane. Like Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Fire Emblem, yeah, um, Pokemon. I guess Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Um, what else? There's like plenty more. I'm like blanking that. You're, I mean, Fuck. but we we all know that there's plenty more. But what I think is really interesting is with the Fallout game, like, and that was made by Bethesda, was it not? Yes, the original. Like, yeah. Um, I just didn't know if Bethesda, like, bought the rights and then went from there. But anyways, like, that really put Bethesda, I feel like, started them on their path to creating, like, some of the best RPGs that have been played. Yeah, that was kind of like the first... Uh, what are we called? Western yeah. RPGs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first of that. And I, feel, and I feel like most RPGs were more fantasy-based, not so much post-apocalyptic. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? definitely it, it definitely, like, opened the genre yeah. up to new things. So I'm going to tee this one up for you, T-Dog. All right. So sh- right after Pokemon, probably Pokemon's biggest challenger on the list of RPGs, Blizzard, comes out oh, with yeah. the World of Warcraft. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, so probably like Warcraft, Warcraft 2, and then Warcraft 3. Yeah. World of Warcraft yeah. is what I'm hitting Yeah, on yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, do you want me to talk on that a little bit? Sure. So Let it fly. I think all... Hey, you played World of Warcraft, haven't you? never actually played... actually one MMO I've never played. Holy really? shit. So, yeah, I'm wow. surprised. Yeah. I have never... I played like every other MMO except for WoW. It's wow. fucking weird. So... Jeez. Oh, God. I, I just... Know. I saw the effects it had on people, and I was yes, like, that would be... Fair. That's going to be me, and I don't mm-hmm. want that. That's um, very fair. So, World of Warcraft is just one of those games. We've talked about it before, where it's... Basically, uh, riding on the glorious chariot that is the you know, Warcraft one through three franchise, mm-hmm. um, it picks up exactly where it left off. And oh, Jesus Christ, was there a lot of content? Like, <laughs> still is, dude. It, yeah, I know. But it was just, it was just like at, at, when it first came out, I, there were like the concept of MMOs were like kind of floating around, but Blizzard like hit the nail on the head because people love fantasy. Just in general. Yeah. And people love the Warcraft franchise. So when they smashed the two together, and you could basically make an orc that could follow in Thrall's footsteps, and you could literally claim something damn near close to uh, Doomhammer, like, that was amazing. Yeah. You could create a human in, in these worlds and go off and fight, or- like, you could literally PvP against other players. That were orcs. So you could literally be playing the role of like a knight 
or a a pa- you know like the uh, actual yeah. classes that were in the game. It was I'm I'm trying to like very like very compressed down like yeah, this that, whole conversation, which is kind of what I want to get to the yeah. size of the game. It's it is massive and it's still growing with these expansions coming out. Like size wise, it is just continents of oh, yeah. things to do, mm-hmm. which was when it came out not really done before. The the immense size of the world that you can go through, it was like unmatched. Well, what's what's really crazy is like, you know, back in the Hizay when when you were in Warcraft three, right, and you were uh, in the loading screen, and it was showing like, okay, like you're this is like this is how you're progressing. You're going from this island and island in Kalimdor over to this spot yeah. over here. Um, you could go there, and it made the world seem so big because there were all these places that you'd heard about from the game like oh i'm from thunder bluff and blah 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 mogor and then you actually like went there in game and you got to see how fucking huge it was it was mind-blowing yeah and so after warcraft we sort of get to modern day rpgs uh you you're looking at like the witcher Mm-hmm. Mass Effect, things like that. Mass so, Effect, oh, such a good one. Yeah, Vincent, huh. go in, go in. Oh, I love Mass Effect. That's mine. Um, so Mass Effect is everyone here played Mass Effect? I fucking yes. love that franchise. So L- literally, if, I have it. What, what, dude? I have it. Man, oh my back. god, oh jeez, dude, it's seriously so good. <laughs> uh, it's what just... I will say is, play one through three. Do not play Andromeda. I would honestly even say play Andromeda because it's still not bad. I heard it's a glitchy mess, but the story's there. Well, so the the story's phenomenal, and even the ending could be argued. People would be like, "Oh, the ending is awful." No, I think like the choices you have in the ending, I think you could probably agree, Christian, are like all different. They're different, but it's not necessarily like I don't think they're terrible endings. It's just endings that we didn't necessarily see coming. At least I personally didn't. The, um, I, we can argue about the ending, but I just I want to hear your take on the franchise as a whole because it's honestly one of my favorites too. It's just it it blew me away when I first played Mass Effect the first one because I've never really played any RPGs that put me into space. Right. That threw me into just a a realm of just I mean I got to create a character. I mean granted you could say the Star Wars the Old Republic. I did play that. I did. But Mass Effect was just different for yeah, me, and yeah. then it was mm-hmm. just the worlds were different. And when you got to explore and go to the different planets, um, and the characters—I mean, I—the voice acting just blew me away, um, and it was fantastic. And the different voices each um, uh, each race had, and then also just the random races that don't really mean anything, but are still there. That are just so cool. Yeah, they, they, they're they're yeah. just super awesome. So yeah, um, I mean, I just. Mass Effect to me is probably one of the most like, in my opinion, one of the most pivotal franchises I think for modern day. Well, that's also that is that that's a Western fran- uh, franchise too. I would, I would well, say so. I would say even deeper. Bioware, the company that developed Mass Effect, and they also developed Kotor. They developed Knights of the Old Republic and Dragon Age. Like that was like oh Dragon I would, Age. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, that was like the peak of rpgs at least for me like i was fucking nutting every time they released a game like mass effect one through three fucking sick kotor one and two fucking sick that was Mm -hmm. a little older but whatever yeah um i think mass effect was like kind of right after the kotor series like that was like 
three Xbox three sixty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say the first one came out on Xbox 360. So yeah. then those, and then you have Dragon Age 1, 2, and then Inquisition, which yep. I'm a fan of like pretty much all of Bioware stuff, but I guess apparently they've been going down. So, well, I, I, I loved uh, Dragon Age 1 and 2. Fucking but sick. But I played them on the wrong, the wrong ways, apparently. So like, <laughs> one was like, you have to play it on PC to play it right. So then I played two on PC, and they're like, no, 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 that's better played on console. So I played them both <laughs> on, like, the worst platforms to play them on, but I love them. And then Inquisition came out. Didn't like it. So what what, what I will say is I, I'm going to bring up um, the very, very specific example. This is one thing in Mass Effect that has always stuck with me. Okay. Is if you guys remember with the Krogunks, the big-ass frog-looking dudes that were... The Krogans? The Krogans, Krogans yeah. Yeah, Krogans. Uh, I was named the Pokemon. The Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Genophage. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yes. I How could I forget? I think it was in Mass Effect Two that you finally had the ability to get rid of it. So to make a long story short, this this race of like, I thought it was three. I thought it was three. And it just in the series. Oh, okay. Okay. It's gotcha. potato potato. Um, so basically, these this this species of frog people, they were very warlike and barbaric, and they were basically kicking the shit out of everyone. So a bunch of scientists came together and made sure that like only like point oh one percent of their babies survived. So basically, they started dying off, and you had the, the chance as a player to make a decision to unsterilize them essentially. And the re- only the main reason I'm bringing this up is. Mass Effect was one of the first, the, the, and, and like this is a moment I played the game years ago, and it stuck to me with this day because it's such a huge decision. Like it's an emotional decision. Yeah, They're, Bioware is like king at emotional decisions. Like throughout all their games that we were talking about, that's like the most attached I've been to characters and like choices. Where I literally sat there for like five minutes, like what am I gonna fucking do? Yeah, unless it's like time. Like they had like time decisions too. Where you have to like that, yeah. where you have to like pull a gun and shoot someone, or you like stay uh, your hand. There's like a few of those in Mass Effect. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And, mm-hmm. well, I, and I can tell you, I can't tell you how many times where I would like do something and then it, like my character of mine would die, and I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. I'm reload it. No, yeah. <laughs> you can't play Mass Effect and let your characters die unless they're made to. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to keep them alive. But it was just, and stuff like that, and, and uh, Dragon Age was brought up, and like there was so many horrific things that happened in Dragon, Dragon Age. Dragon Age is brutal as fuck. Yes, yeah. It is. And it's just like. I've never played Dragon Age. Dude, you would Seriously, love it. <laughs> you, you would absolutely love and Dragon Age. And your laptop could run it. Yep. Well, actually, I gotta get a new laptop because it's uh, it's on its last legs now. After I've had it for just now, <laughs> what was it before? <laughs> um, yeah. Second win. So, but yeah, Bioware and just between Mass Effect and Dragon Age, like I have so much. I think that's really what's. I think drag the original Dragon Age because I played Dragon Age, Dragon Age Awakening, which was like a DLC. Right. Yeah. Dragon Age Two, um, and I think there. I feel like there was a. I mean, Inquisition, Inquisition is, the is the third, but I feel like there was like a mini so kind of in between there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I have I haven't actually completed Inquisition just because like at the time I was playing other stuff. But I feel like it's really like sparked my love for RPGs. I love being put in those in those spots where I have to make these hard decisions for these mm-hmm. characters I care about. I totally agree. Like I I've, I've run into some stuff uh, like in Fire Emblem. There's permadeath and. Yep. Like, you spend all this time, like, leveling up a certain character or something, and you make one wrong move, and he gets, like, DP'd, and yep. it's over. He's gone, and you're like, mm, Gets killed in the, the cutscene. All those resources, Dude, like, gone. The thing with Three Houses, though, is they kind of made it 
like Fire Emblem has always had permadeath. Like yeah. that's been like one of the things that was like the definer of that franchise. Was like, holy fuck, if your units die, like you're fucked unless you restart the game like right when they die. Yeah. Um, but in this newest one, they put in a mechanic where you can pulse time backwards. I don't know if you've used that yet. No. I if don't. you hit L and R, you can like pulse time backwards and go back. And like, if you made a fucked up move, you can take the move back. What did they give you? Like one of those? You no, you get like quite a bit. If oh. I recall. But I don't use it because I I'm, I like the permanent. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I, that's what I love about RPGs is just yeah. like I <laughs> my, like my friends. No, shit's on the line. <laughs> yeah, you want to feel like the choices you make matter. Repercussions, like it, make the choice and live with it. Yeah, no, I typically when I was younger, I was really bad about that, like resetting mm-hmm. and going back and getting the outcome that I originally wanted. And I feel like sometimes depending, like if I've beaten a game and I want to go back through and play. I don't mind going back and being like, okay, like I want to see what happens when this character lives mm-hmm. versus them not always die at this particular spot. But like when you first play through the game, you need to experience all the trials and tribulations of like your favorite characters dying. So oh, absolutely. I, I played this game on PS4 and I'm totally drawing a blank on it now. Maybe you guys can remember it. Uh, it's a, it's an RPG pretty recent came out and it's about like you play as androids and you're like trying well, to. Well, there's Deus Ex. Are you talking about Detroit Become yes. Human? Yes. Detroit okay. Become Human. That was a game that I probably restarted a hundred times <laughs> because I could not. Like, because they were androids, they're really hard to read emotionally, which is something that I can use in RPGs to sort of like predict my responses and like get the response that I want. I fucked up so many times <laughs> in that game because a lot of them just don't share their emotion. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't want that to happen. Like, <laughs> oh, God, restart. No, no, reboot, reboot. Yeah, but that that game was really good. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend I've it. I've heard that's a very, like... I've uh, heard all about it. It sounds really good. I've heard that going into emotional decisions, I feel like that definitely, like... Yes. From what, just the trailers I've seen... Yeah, for real. It definitely puts you in, like, an emotional decision. What right? I... What I hate is like every deci- almost every decision's timed, and you're just really? like, that sucks. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. That, that, that gives me mad anxiety. <laughs> I'd say that would give me PTSD. I would never pick up a PS4 controller ever again. So what? Okay, so how do you guys feel about? I would say one of the biggest ones right now. Um, uh, one of the biggest RPGs, and I'm not even going to say the whole franchise, but I'm just going to say the particular game, Skyrim. Hmm. I love Elder Scrolls so much. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll find a not fan here. That's well, that's one that I've bought for many consoles slash PC, and I was at Best Buy over the weekend, and I almost bought it for the Switch. I that franchise that was actually like one of my first like open world experiences with RPGs was Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, oh. which. Did you play it on Xbox? I played it on original Xbox oh, as like times. a child, and like I had never played a game of this scale before. Like I think the biggest game I had played up to that point was like Majora's Mask in terms yeah. of like a map yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the amount of detail in a game. Oh my god! So like I'm like thrown into this fucking like Isle of Morrowind, just like running around. I'm like equipping armor that I don't know. You know what <laughs> yep. I mean? Yeah. There's so I'm much not shit. Fishing in it, but and I'm wearing it. <laughs> we're talking about like permadeath. Like in that game, you can kill quest NPCs. Yep. And if you kill them, the game cannot progress. Nope. There's like loopholes that like super weird nerds have figured out that you can get through. But like if you kill certain characters, the game's not advancing in terms of main story. Really? Yeah. So we're talking about Skyrim. I would say. 
the sequel to Morrowind, which was Oblivion. Mm-hmm. That's that was prob- my favorite. That's probably one of my favorite RPGs of all yeah, time. That was Oblivion is just a notch above Skyrim, just because I feel like the the storytelling aspect was like a little better. That and I think they kept more of the classic RPG elements. Yeah, like yeah. the magic was way better in Oblivion. Yep. You could, you could s- like craft your crazy own shit. Yeah. yeah, and I think Skyrim took what people liked about Oblivion and then kind of simplified it for less serious RPG gamers because yeah, it's it a is, lot more action-based. It has been said that it was made for the quote-unquote console tards to get into <laughs> It's this. still a great game. It is. I love that I, game. I love it. So what I really like... So I uh, never... I played Morrowind, like, briefly. I, I never played Oblivion until recently. I actually bought it uh, somewhat uh, on, like, a Steam sale. Oblivion? Yeah. Dude, you are going to love that yeah. fucking game. So <laughs> it's I, I, so I, great. I got, like, I got out of the... Um, the, the dungeon the sewers the sewers or whatever and like i went up to the abbey to meet the guys the wenyan prior to meet joffrey yes yeah yep. dude i remember that game like the back of my fucking hand um, played so many hours but I, what, what i will say is like skyrim was really my first full introduction into the series and so like it holds a special place in my heart yeah right what i love so much about skyrim is like yeah it's got quote-unquote replayability but if you have it on pc the amount of mods that are out. Oh. Are... They actually they have those mods on console now too. Do they, they they ported some of them, like the um, ability to do that. I think on Xbox One at least. Yeah. Like there's there's a mod for Skyrim called uh, Enderall. It's Enderall <laughs> Forgotten Worlds or Forgotten Shards. Literally, I like almost cried at certain points of the game. There was some there were some times where the game it's the, the game itself was so like horrifying that like I had to like stop after I played just because like there, there is so much fucked up stuff that happens in, in this particular, like it wasn't all bad though. Like what, that, the it, mod, the mod. Yeah. Um, just because like the different storylines, it was like a very gruff grounded storyline. Like people you knew died. Like you, you, I can't tell you how many people died Yeah. in the end. In the end, if you guys ever want to play it, I'm not going to spoil it because I do like, I, I'd honestly recommend playing it over Skyrim. Like just buy Skyrim just to play in. Jeez. Um, but like the ending was like one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in an RPG. Really? And so like, that's, I guess why I like Skyrim so much because there's so many like modifications and stuff that you can constantly add to the replayability factor. Right. Yeah. You can make like one different choice on a playthrough and it'll like significantly add like impact what happens. Yeah. I'll say like, if you've played Skyrim and you're just now finding out like there was an Oblivion and there was a Morrowind. If you go back to play like to the beginning, quote unquote beginning, and play Morrowind, it did not age well. Like if it looks if, terrible. <laughs> if Skyrim's what you're used to, Morrowind is is ugly. But it is like the closest well, it is a straight up RPG. Like right. old school. If you're into like D D and that kind of stuff, attention to detail, Morrowind is great. It was my first game, like, of that kind of genre that I played, and I hated it at first. Dude, me too. Like, I'm, I'm standing right in front of a monster, and I'm, like, swinging my sword, but it's not hitting yep. it. And I was like, what is going mm-hmm. on? Well, it turns out, like, I'm not proficient with that weapon at all, and, like... After crunching all these fucking numbers, like, I should not be using that whatsoever. Right. But, like, as a kid, 
I'm like, what is happening? Like, why am I not hitting <laughs> I always wondered thing? that, too. I was like, I am literally stabbing this fucking guar in the face, and it is Tearing not taking up. any well, damage. And that's something else I think is really fun, is, like, the difference between playing an RPG as an adult versus a kid. Like, I, I've watched, like, my cousins play Skyrim, and they literally just kill every person. Like, there's there's no one <laughs> oh, spare. And, and then they get pissed off when the guards kill them. Like, that makes no sense! How could that guy kill me? I killed everyone else! It's like... Because you don't know how the game works! Right. <laughs> That's not... The whole point is you're right. living... You're you're playing in this world. Yeah. That is the point Even of the Even as a child, I understood that, though. I yeah. was like, that guy's got guard armor. I should probably not fuck yeah, around near him. You know? <laughs> like, like, I'm going to, like, not stab him. Like, 110% murderous intent with uh, like in these kids. I have done playthroughs like that on, like, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, where it's just, like, you level, and then you just fuck all everything, like, just see what you can do. Like, that's fun, but... I'd say that kind of takes away from games like that is just Everybody committing does. crime all the time. My my thing with Morrowind was like the the insane amount of like fleshed out detail that was in text. Right. Like, like, the lore in that game is fucking outrageous. Crap. It's like encyclopedias long. Even like completing a quest, sometimes like in Skyrim it's like oh, go to this uh go to this door and you go to the door and it it has a a lock on it but like you picked up a key or whatever and it just automatically like uses the key unlocks the door and you go through and Morrowind like you walk up to that door and you have to like go through your text that you have accumulated on this quest figure out what you need to open the door find then find it in your inventory like and then use it Mm-hmm. And it's like the thing about that game, dude, is there's no there there's like very basic fast travel, but other than that, there's no fast travel. You can only recall and teleport to certain locations in the game, um, and other than that, you are like footing it everywhere. Like you'll get a quest, and it says go north past the tree, then take a yep. left, go west, and then you're gonna find a rock and like a monster, and then you kill the monster. Like you were saying, it's just like all in text. Yep, and it's you, insane. You know, on Skyrim, you get like map markers and things like. You don't that get to follow. shit. You yes. get you get like your health bar. That's like all you see. There, <laughs> health, <laughs> mana, that's and it. There is no. That's it. There's yeah. no hand holding whatsoever. That's what I liked about that. And Oblivion, it it improved that aspect of it. It made things a little easier, but it still maintained like. It didn't give you everything, yeah. Like Skyrim did, right? Um, Huge yeah. fan of that God, series. I though. fucking love Elder Scrolls, but I, Arena. I want to play Morrowind now. Me too. Arena and Daggerfall were so bad that they just gave them away for free. Like you can go on Bethesda's website and download Arena and Daggerfall free of charge. Oh, really? Hmm. Daggerfall is so broken because I think was which one was first, Arena? Arena, yep. yeah. And Daggerfall is like. One of the big things they advertised for that game was like, you can travel like a map the size of England, but it's all randomly generated. So, mm-hmm. like, certain shit would fuck up and you couldn't complete quests. Oh, no. It's that's... a terrible game. <laughs> it's cool, but like, in terms of like functionality, it's a bad game. All but right, it's so super we, sweet. We have like 10 minutes left. I want everybody to pick their. F- Ugh, I can't. Tough. Just even thinking about it, I'm like upset because I can't pick favorite RPG all time. Vincent, do we want to do franchise or game? We can do franchise. Ah, uh, that's you know what? No, let's do let's do games because game, I yes. a specific game. So we're not going to do any hand holding. You get your one. That's right. Yeah, let's Christian. Be like the original RPGs, no hand holding. <laughs> all right, uh, I would say mine is Final Fantasy Nine. 
That's not, like Final Fantasy VII. That is such a good game. Yeah. Final Fantasy IX, I feel like, is not... Um, a lot of people kind of just, like, shoo it off. They don't. It's underrated it. as fuck. It's because... And it, it baffles me, because yeah. the story in Final Fantasy IX is absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. It's like, so sick. It's no. overlooked because of Seven. Like, the well, Seven people will never come off of Seven. But ever. here's the thing. Final Fantasy VII is great, and I'm excited they're going to redoing it. I'm, really, I'm excited. Fantasy VIII? Eight is actually really good too. Yeah. It's okay. also underwritten because the magic system is really stupid. Yeah. But other than that, gotcha. All right, continue. Yeah, guys. but no, I mean, just Final Fantasy Nine. I mean, you have a the main character is Dane, and he's just you know you don't even know who he is, but he has a nice little tail, and they're on like a, a theater ship, um, and it's just you don't it's it's just baffling. It's just baffling to me of how well it was written. Vivi, one of my favorite characters of all time in the Final Fantasy series. God, I stand Vivi. by Vivi. Also, his relationship with Steiner and just Steiner's progression throughout the whole... Like, him specifically, his character... I liked his whole character progression throughout the whole entire series. Um, Freya was a badass. Um, uh, gosh, what... I always forget her name. The little girl. Is it Eco? Probably. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think I'm it's kind of blanking on the. I know that. Um, what's the bad guy's name? Puja, Kuja. Oh, oh, Kuja. Yeah. Kuja. I'm just trying to remember the cast, but it's a really good game. No, and then also the queen. Like she, she was not a beautiful woman <laughs> at all. Okay, so why should they? Why should somebody play it? I think they should play it because Final Fantasy Nine. It gives you um, a world, a fantasy world. But it also, it, it kind of tugs on your heartstrings because um, you have the princess and she's going problems with um, her mother, the queen, and you find out stuff about that. And it's just, it, it actually tackles some issues that people probably have in their real life just in a fantasy setting. Um, so all in all, it's, it's such a good game. I, I can say that 10 more times. Um, Do it. And uh, it's a great game. It's a great game. It's a great game. No. Um, I was only three. I know. But, yeah, it's um, it really just so, so good. And actually, the mechanics were good, too. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it wasn't really a lot, very splotchy at all, I don't think. All right. So. I'm going to give you time, because I, I know you're struggling over there to choose one. Go for it. Tyler. Uh, without a doubt, in my mind, World of Warcraft. I, I was waiting <laughs> for it. And, Shocker. So, so, but here's, here's my thing. I consider Dungeons & Dragons an RPG. Because yep. essentially it is an yes, yeah. role-playing game. It's the role-playing game. And the reason I didn't pick it, because it was a very close second in my mind, is because I don't quite have the time. I haven't put my time in, in D Dungeons & Dragons. But World of Warcraft, I must have spent at least eight to nine years yeah. <laughs> going through this world. And, and but, but here's the thing. like When you're in it, and you go through these quests, and you're really immersed in the lore, you become so... Un, like ridiculously attached to these characters that are nothing but data on a screen. Like, I can't tell you, and I mean, Vincent and I have literally, like, role-played like, on, in World of Warcraft. And it is so much fun because everyone else does it. That's so cool. imagine, like, everyone is building on the lore of this this giant game. And there's, the, the best part is, there's not that the content's always great, but there's always new content coming out. There's always mm. something else. And to a point, it gets like you know. It's at this point, it's starting to get a little ridiculous. Like you're you're literally killing gods at this point. Um, but at the same time, it's like before, but when it was a simpler time, and like Wrath of the Lich King came yep. out, and you were like, dude, I get to fucking fight the Lich King with my you know 
human paladin. My, my little guy that I've <laughs> exactly I mean, like oh, yeah. he went from killing wolves at level one to fighting the lord, essentially the Lord of Death in Ice Crown. <laughs> like tight, you know what I mean? Like yep. that's literally like I, and as you funny were as there it, for every step. Yeah, exactly. You get to see all of it. It's, and yeah. I, I think the best part about it is like. At the accomplishment afterwards it, it's literally like dungeons and dragons like you level these characters up and you become attached and you know when they die you do like they resurrect and all that jazz but at the same time it's just like you got pissed off when you died because you're like fuck this you know I, now I, all my shit's broke and all this other stuff like you i don't know i i, I can I, I like vince i can tell i can say so many times how great the game itself was but you know if anyone ever wants to try it dip your toes in <laughs> Don't jump in full force, because you might end up drowning. Are you hinting at me trying World of Warcraft? You, totally, you keep if, nodding at me and winking and if, if, jerking me if off If you end up... Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Besides all the, the, the hand-jobbing under the table, if you ever want to play, let me know. I will totally resub. Just to play with you. Say goodbye to your band. I don't. I don't want to dice do that. company. <laughs> no, I've got a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, now you you will not have a life. He, he says that now. Just wait. I'm very convincing. Justin, do you have? I feel like Justin out? and I have the same game. So, what is what game do you? Mean? FF10. Okay, never mind. All right, Final Fantasy X for me. Uh, I when that game came out on PlayStation Two, it I had bought a PlayStation Two. I. I'd been saving up, cutting grass, all my money in a Ziploc bag, like the works. <laughs> Finally had enough, went out and got the system. It, I didn't get it like on launch, but it was pretty close. Final Fantasy X was there. And I picked it up because I had enjoyed Final Fantasy back on the Super Nintendo. I picked it up, put it in, and the visuals, which I can go into PlayStation 2 alone, like how big of a step up it was like compared to PlayStation 1 or even the Nintendo 64 but the visuals I got from that game like it, it like took my breath away and not only that but it was like the last I yeah it was the last unless you yeah it was it was the last Final Fantasy that used the classic like turn-based battle system that is correct yeah and Actually, no. I and correct me if I'm wrong. I have to interrupt you. Isn't the um, the one with lightning? Isn't that uh, thirteen, 13 is, is sore? It's so not turn based, but it is a little bit at the same time. Okay. It's like active. It's called an active, active battle system. Yeah. Okay, everything's like based on time, but like it is. It's close to turn. It's like close. Okay, because yeah. I, I remember playing it a little bit, but okay. yeah, gotcha. But ten is like the. The story for me, I guess it was just because I had this brand new spanking console and like I had all summer to play it. I was like locked in my room playing through this game and it was just, it had everything. The visuals, the story. It did have some bad voice acting, I will say that. The that laugh scene, bro. Oh, the, un <laughs> the uncomfortable laugh. That shit oh, is like viral as fuck, right? So bad. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be my choice i play it today i've played that game through <laughs> probably like 10 times and i'm still i'm playing it right now it's a good game i haven't replayed it though i only played it back in the day oh seymour is a bastard I have to say <laughs> that, that, that was one of the hardest fights <laughs> fuck seymour uh, yeah but if you did you play it on ps2 originally yeah it was ps2 oh it's there's so much to it now like they've added in the remaster like the remaster oh yeah did you play 102 did you like 102 i played 102 once and i totally mean to play it again i just want to finish 102 12 
No. No. Oh. 12 is 12. You idiot. Oh, okay. For whatever reason, they they take the ones that are popular, like 10 and 13, and they make sequels. So, like, there's 13, 13, 2, Lightning Returns, 13. Yep. Uh, I, I I remember, I played... Crisis Core, Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> like, there's so yeah, many. That yeah, that was... So fucking many. I played 10, 2 on PS2. That was the last time I played it. And I, I remember liking it. And I totally want to go back and play it again. It's... Very different from 10, though. You have to 100% complete it because it unlocks the perfect ending. Yes, that's what I've heard. Which and I, I never did. I know I didn't do that before. My ending was not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say mine would be Elder Scrolls Morrowind, man. Like, oh, I almost went there. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that, so I had a second one picked out. But Morrowind, it was... For my age and like what I had played before, just that open world aspect and like the amount of, I mean, obviously it's a fantasy game, so it's not hyper realistic, but the realism and like the difficulty when you're not really oh. used to that type of game. See, I didn't appreciate it until I went back and played it right. when I was older. It's 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 fun to play when you're inexperienced, but once you've played that game through a couple times, like it gets so much more fun. And mm-hmm. like the DLC was really good. They had DLC that was, like, really huge. There was, like, an entire, like, new city that you could explore. And then a whole another island that you could explore in uh, Blood Moon. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Blood Moon? No, I did not. It was, like, a DLC where you could become a werewolf. We were was, like, was there was like a what... moment in particular that that game, like, took you? Uh, probably when I actually tried the main quest and realized how deep the lore went. Because, like, when I was, like, playing it for the first few times... The lore didn't really mean much to me. I was like, I just want to kill monsters. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? But when I started like reading the books and like the lore and all the stuff that went into this world, essentially the story is like, you're a reincarnated dark elf from like ancient times. You're like yeah. the dark elf Jesus, basically. Yep. And you come back to like reunify all these dark elf tribes and defeat this like satanic, like demon it's a daedric he's like a daedric evil guy daedric like, prince he's uh his name is dagoth Ur, and he's like yeah. just a super evil like daedric guy so you basically like thwart his efforts and like just knowing like what your past was and like what you're doing in the game then i just thought that was super cool i'll tell you the moment it took me this is such a stupid moment but it's something that i'd never experienced in a game before and that's why that's when i like I experienced a lot of moments like that in that game. Like, just just getting off the boat and, like, walking around the city, I was like, all right, when's, like, the map going to end? And it's like, I'm climbing mountains still. Like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, still (laughs) going. It's fucking crazy. No, I remember talking to this lady uh, on a path. Uh, She was standing, like, at the top, like, at an intersection of two paths. She's standing up there. I talked to her, and she's like, I, uh, I really need you to help me. I dropped my ring. I dropped my ring in the ri- in the fucking pond. Yeah. And then she betrays you. Yeah. That so, bitch. So I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that quest. This was like one of my first like. <laughs> You're double crossed. Yeah, my first. It one teaches of my you first encounters. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go down and uh, sift through the river and try to find this ring. And in my my mind, I'm like, I'm not gonna give her the fucking ring back. I'm just gonna take it and then go sell it for some yeah. money. But still, she doesn't know that. So I I like waddle down the path in my probably inperficient armor not knowing what I'm doing and I dive into this lake and I'm 
swimming around. I was like, I do not see a ring anywhere. What the hell? And I like turn around and all of a sudden she's coming running down the hill yep. at me with a knife. And she's just like, ah, starts attacking <laughs> no! me. And I was like, what's going on? And you were, then, yeah. oh, it was horrible. Um, so something I, I wanted to just touch on briefly was in this Enderall uh, Forgotten Shards modification, you're in like the main city and you see this guy trying to break into this house. Well, it turns out that you also need to get into the house for like a, like a quest like later down the road. Um, so you go up and you basically help the guy break in and he's like, Oh, thanks so much. Like, you know, anything you, like anything you find, you keep anything I find. Is he I'll a keep. Khajiit? No, oh, no, there's, okay. there's, there's only humans, like uh, humans and elves ways. in this mod. Um, and so like you, you're basically, and it's, this is, this whole thing's for like a side quest. That's so not even for the, the main mission. Wait, are you saying Andural? Like Andural, like Endural. Oh, I thought it was like Andural, like. Flame of the West, the blade from Lord of the Rings. No, like no, no. Broken shards, like the broken blade. I mean, maybe it might be based off of that, but it's Ooh, I have no idea. That sounds really cool. Um, anyways, so and you go into this house and you end up finding like the secret vault that's like in this manor, and then like you like you turn around and they're just standing there behind you, and he's like, "That's a lot of gold. You don't need all that, do you?" And you're like, uh. <laughs> "Do you kill him?" I, well, I I per- I didn't kill him. I just said like, "You could take half. I can take." Because at that, at that time, I already had, like, over 100,000 gold. So it's not like I really needed it for anything. I have to anything. say, like, I so try to play through a lot of these, uh, uh, excuse me, RPGs, like, diplomatically, like, charisma. Mm-hmm. Like, I love to stack and, like, try to talk my way in and out of these situations. I love that kind of playthrough. That was another thing about Morrowind where I had never experienced it was, like, persuading and you could bribe npcs to like like you more and Uh, give you information early on though because you were dunmer nobody fucking wanted to talk to you most of the time people hate you in that game until you do like a couple certain quests and then people start to know who you are yeah and then when they know who you are they're more likely to give you information so i know this is i know we keep like digressing down this path a little bit but this i'm gonna say this i'm gonna try to close this out here there was when i when i just started first playing oblivion here um, well, I just, I just talked to Joffrey, right? And I was walking around and I, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do my typical, like super high charisma archer base build just so I can play through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go up to this guy and I start talking to him and it turns out I'm saying all the wrong things. And he's like, get away from me. Oh. What are you doing? Yeah. How dare you? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's just you like, you violated the law. Well, I mean, literally I got <laughs> done with it and he's like, you talk to me again. You're being like, I'm calling the guards. And I'm like. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> One thing I have to tell you about. Have you done the arena quests yet? No, I have not. Go right to the arena and do the quests and tell me what you think of the adoring fan. <laughs> I, I know. I already know of him. Just, just Why is your memes. <laughs> yes, I, I, Dude, I've definitely seen the dank memes. You will kill that guy and he will respawn. <laughs> like, there's been multiple playthroughs where I have straight murdered the adoring fan and he respawns. Like, he will like watch you sleep. It's fucked up. You should definitely play. Also, like, find it. You should definitely go there early because the game scales to your level. You definitely want to do it then. Yep. Or it gets fucking. Some hard of the arena battles on. at late level are really fucking hard. Okay, yeah, they have nice. like Daedric long swords and shit. They're just like <laughs> chopping you to death. I I specifically remember this one with twins. They were like, two. dude, fuck that fight. Oh my gosh, one is like wailing on you. And you're, like, trying to kill her, and then her twin sister's just, like, healing the shit out yep. of her. And you're just like, God damn it, like, <laughs> what am I supposed yeah, to do here? That sounds that genuinely horrible. But anyways, guys, uh, any, anyways, guys, 
th- thank you for uh, putting up with us for another hour. We re- greatly appreciate your patronage. Um, make sure that you give us the old um, like on and follow on the Facebook. But we'd also greatly appreciate it too if on um, those of you that listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, and those of you that don't should probably try to find a way to listen to the Go Through Apple Podcasts. Um, a really big way to help us improve the podcast, to get more funding, all that kind of stuff, is to leave a like and a rating, a review on the Apple Podcasts hub itself. Um, I Do we have a link to that hub on the Facebook page? Uh, I don't think so, but I will get it up uh, whenever this episode is posted. Well, yes, before. we would greatly appreciate it just because, you know, it's something, this is something we all like to do. So we'd like to just keep continuing bringing this high quality content. High quality. High quality. But, uh, well, if- I'll tell you, I was at Best Buy over the weekend. And if we want to do the multi mic setup, whoa, not <laughs> it's, cheap. It's pricey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd imagine. <clears throat> So all we need is that funding, guys. So here soon we'll, you know, throw up a Patreon, have a merch store. Oh, god! You all can be walking around in your uninstalled shirts. Premium Snapchat, you know. Yeah. Oh, gross. I don't want to see Vincent's premium Snapchat. Oh, <laughs> He's gross. like, you want to watch me do a goatsy? <laughs> oh. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining us. Damn, that's a dark and, part uh, of the And hopefully uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Okay, bye, guys. See you later.